questions anyway hello welcome to episode 40 of the unofficial hunter hunter podcast i think that's a milestone i don't know yeah i guess episode I 40 guess. i thought we were Ooh. gonna wait till 50 but all right 40, yeah, 40 is when your life begins so ah. it's the new 20 yeah life after kids or something well if you're a woman anyway if you're a dude okay. you're probably dead um, yeah. well, if you live in a third world country anyway. So, we have two episodes to discuss. Episode 39 and episode 40. Yep. See, if we hadn't mm-hmm. taken those two breaks because of Diego, we'd still be ahead of the episode count. But now we are at the same episode count. And I don't understand why you guys didn't fucking just record without me. Yes, no. last time. This is why. I feel like it. Oh, okay. Fine. All right. I record it when we can be lazy. <laughs> I know, right? That is true. I okay. mean, I didn't release this week's ep- the episode from the week before until last week. Why would I want to record? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Good question. Then she would uh, have more to edit right away. With logic like that, I guess I can't really disagree or argue. Plus, it took me like two hours because of a messed up sink, which is annoying. So, no. That keeps... That, that does that keep happening? No, it doesn't happen that often. Oh, okay. So I thought we got that shit fixed last time. It's every now and then. It... I'm telling you, it's because I'm keep, It's like the Bahamas. That no. long distance call Skype's like, no, ain't gonna fucking work. It's not. A, it's not because of the Bahamas. It's because of California. Mm-hmm. Well, probably. I'm it too is always far away. That's the problem. Yes. I'm too far away. But um, did we want to start out with the news first, or we go straight into the, the episode? You can do the news. Okay. So since last time we were on, um, I, I think I mentioned that the second OST was coming out, and it did. It came out. Um, all the songs are up on, on our Facebook. Um, there's a link that I posted to a uh, YouTube account. Uh, I don't know if you guys had, take the chance to listen to some of them, because some of them already popped up in the episode here and there, like the main spider theme. Uh, which I think is fucking haunting and awesome. And then the second Hizoka theme, which includes an electric guitar. Mm. So if you guys haven't listened to them, go ahead and check it out. Um, the second part of the news is that we finally got the PSP uh, game uh, trailer for everything, and a lot more stuff has been coming out since the game's going to be coming out here pretty soon. Uh, we uh, know that the they're basically going to cover all the way up to the end where the anime is now because like Natero shows up and they show the Zoldex already. Um, it's very much adventure slash fighting based on what they've shown. Like Gon has to swing from place to place with his uh, fishing, uh, pole. fishing pole and like there's a lot of adventure and and I mean that's the fucking name of the, of the game. It's adventure something. Or other. Um, 
Then the other thing that was announced was that the movie is coming out January 12th of 2013. And Tagash will be writing the story. Um, it's going to focus on the Kurta clan and Kurapika and basically the Phantom Troop. Now, we also got the first poster for the movie, which shows uh, Kurapika with his eyes going all uh, red or scarlet, sorry, mm-hmm. and a picture of the spider with the number four on it. And yeah, so I on this poster it says "What about number four for the Phantom Troop?" So our well, we talked about this already a little bit earlier was our guess is going to focus on the fourth member of the Phantom Troop before Hisoka killed him because I'm assuming he took a very important role in killing the Kurta clan. Maybe he was the guy that was all for it. Who knows? Maybe the Kurtas did something to him. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, um, whatchamacallit, the boss was like, okay, I don't feel like uh, being too involved in this. You're going to be the, the head of this project. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. And apparently next week's episode is going to include the first teaser trailer of the movie. So mm-hmm. I don't think we are going to get that if you watch Crunchyroll. Um but once it pops up on YouTube or somewhere where it first pops up, I'll be sure to upload it to the websites, uh, Twitter or Facebook, wherever it pops up. And last piece of news is that there recently was a Hunter Hunter TV special that aired where it has the voice actors or actresses of both Gone and Killua basically going over the series. They interact with other voice actors. At one point, they actually even join in the, um, the singer of the main theme and they kind of sing along with him and uh, that's up on our Facebook as well so you guys can go check that out I don't really understand Japanese so I don't know what the hell they're saying but I kind of get the grasp of it's you know they're kind of answering fan questions and surround- they're in this room where it's surrounded by all sorts of hunter hunter crap like little figurines and statuettes and posters and wall scrolls and I think they also do a um a radio show of some sort, right? Oh wow! Yeah, like they do a weekly radio show because I've seen, I've seen videos of it here and there, but I don't think it's any really like concrete news, and, and they'd never get like subbed or anything. So, but they exist. So if you speak Japanese or understand Japanese, go ahead and watch it. And if you could let us know what the hell they're saying, if it's anything important, you know, that'd be cool too. Okay. So we have two episodes to cover. Um, as usual, I don't remember any of the names, so if you could supply them right now, that would be wonderful. Okay, so episode 39 is called Wish and Promise. Okay. And then episode 40 is called... What the fuck? What is this <laughs> not showing up? No, because I, I, I'm on Crunchyroll right now, and it is not showing up. Like, it just has episode 40, and then there's nothing. <laughs> uh, it's just to fuck you up, Diego. Probably. Damn you, Crunchyroll. Yep. First they air series before they actually air. Now this. <laughs> I know they had a question mark in the title. Um, oh, Nen Users Unite. Yeah. Right? Yes, with question mark after Unite. Yes. So these two episodes are pretty much Kurapika-centric because Gon and Killua are on that boat and, you know, they got nothing to f- they got nothing to fill her. So I'm like, yep, I knew that song was gonna get referenced. So we continue basically from the last point 
we saw Kurapika, which is him trying to um, get work from the hunter office. And she's like, you failed my test, so until you could pass it, I can't help you. And of course, he runs into um, a wandering Ryu, who um, I guess is in cahoots with the hunter office, or just like, it's your job if you see a newly licensed hunter, and you're also a hunter. He to... was just passing... It was pure coincidence. No, it's, or maybe it's, it's, he's like he just he decided he was interesting in getting more stars on his hunter license. Is like you know what, I should probably be on the lookout for someone to train immediately. Yeah, like, this kid looks important. So after attempting to murder him, <laughs> they, <laughs> which he totally did, and I love yeah. that the all of the tests of whether or not you're worthy is like okay, I'm gonna kill you now. And if you don't die, then cool, we can train. <laughs> if you're not bleeding to death. So, after this confrontation that they had, um, he, I guess, immediately moves into teacher mode. And he has him do the water test. And something starts to glitter, glisten inside the cup. So he says, okay, you're a conjurer. And he starts explaining to him um, what a conjurer is and the percentage likelihood of him being able to learn other abilities. And he lays it all out in the hexagon. And, of course, this thing is 60% for enhancer, 80% for manipulator, um, 0 for specialization, 100 for conjurer, and, of course, I forget the other two. What it is for uh, emitter and... Right, I, I forget, but, like, they do a lot of math. I think emitter is zero. Like I think that's directly no specialization uh, is zero. Oh, okay. specialization. well, specialization is zero for everybody, right? Unless your specialization centric. No, okay, there's... it was forty for emitter. Yeah, right. It goes around because the thing is, is, I'm looking at the manga right now because it's a lot faster for me to just find it than it is to <laughs> okay to look at the episode. Perfect. What? But I can't find it because here's the thing: it wasn't in the manga. That was all filler. Um, a lot of the stuff with, with him is filler because all they really did was the conversation um, over the weapons, um, over what you could do as a conjurer, about how he asked Kurapika, could you conjure an, a sword that could cut through anything? And Kurapika replies correctly, no, because there's no such thing. Um, so that implies that a conjurer could only create something that could exist in the real world. So... Because it's impossible for a human um, to have an all-powerful sword, a conjurer can't create an all-powerful sword. And he's, he's saying to him also, like, it makes more sense um, in the situation for a conjurer that if you just buy, um, if you're going to conjure weapons, you just buy it. Uh, you could get someone to make a really good sword for you. It's not that difficult. And Kurapika expresses like disappointment over not being an enhancer. It's because he's informed his teacher of what he wants to do with his Nen abilities. And because he wants to be able to take revenge, and he would need to be super strong to be able to do it, he thinks that the enhancer is the fastest route. And his teacher tells him, you know, you're pretty much right. If you were an enhancer, things would be a lot easier for you. But you're not, so you need to give up on that idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh. He's like, I mean, really on this chart, manipulator is the closest thing to you. So it'd be easier for you to learn manipulator abilities. But you could still learn enhancer stuff. But focusing on that is only going to get you killed. 
So if you run up against an enhancer with 100% mastery of enhancing skills and you try to fight them, they'll kill you. So it's better for you to concentrate on that. And he asked about the specialization um, skill on why it's zero. And he says because it's zero for everybody, basically. But conjurers and manipulators have the most likelihood of developing into uh, specialists later on in life. Um, but it typically comes down to genetics or um, com- growing up in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. I do like what he says about conjurers uh, saying that they're pretty much only effective in certain situations. But in those situations, they they are really like they're the best. Yep. But if they're not in a battle situation that caters to their abilities, like they're fucked. And so the the problem with being uh, a conjurer is that you have to pretty much pick your battles and make sure you can set yourself up to do what you're effective at. Right, and Kuropika doesn't want to have anything to do with him or to, with that because he's like, fuck you, I need to fight all the time. Like, dude, <laughs> I, I want easy mode. Come on. It's like, I have people I have to kill, so he just walks away. This is the thing. And I love how the guy's like, how the fucking uh, teacher is yelling at him. He's like, hey, I'm your teacher. I'm not finished talking yet. He's like, come back. It's like, did you not hear my explanation? Like, you can't make an unbreakable chain as he, as Kurapika's walking away. I'm like, oh, well, you have no idea, sir. Well, he can't. He still no. can't. It just, he does it differently. Right. But, no, he, he cheated. Yeah, he does. Um, I... Right here in the manga, doesn't like he get angry and he sees the red eyes and asks him to do the water test again? Yes. Okay, yeah, this, that does the happen. manga, that happens. I don't yeah. know if in whatever chapters this episode, these two episodes cover, but I do remember that happening in the manga. Well, I, I, that's later on. That happens way later on when we actually find that out. When okay. that gets addressed. Yeah, yeah, because they do a flashback where he actually learns all that crap. And that okay. is way, way, way later on. Cause I don't... So I guess we're, we're stuck keeping God mode secret from you now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he goes back to the young lady with all the piercings. I wouldn't and... say young, but yes. Uh, well, Kurpika is 17 or 15, I whatever. He's I young. Kurpika is... Quite <laughs> you with Diego. Kurpika is quite young, so she could still be a young lady if she's like 30. But anyway... He goes back to her, he passes the test, and she asks him, okay, what kind of um, employer do you want to work for? And he says that he wants someone who has a lot of influence over the Yorkshire auction. She's like, okay, cool. Let me look this up on Google. All right, we have three employers here. One who wants, who's a gun maniac, wants to collect a particular gun. I almost thought she said Gogo. Um, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Like Gogo Thirteen, what? It's like, yeah, I want to work for Gogo Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> it's like, who wouldn't want to fucking do that? That sounds awesome. I forgot what the second. Oh, the second one is a purveyor of fine china, and he's looking for plates from like the 1600s. And <laughs> I'm sure Groupie gets bored out of his mind at <laughs> at that suggestion. And he's like, okay. And the last one is like, oh, this is pretty interesting. It's someone who is a human flesh collector, mm-hmm. and. They want to look for things like jellied infant skulls, and I'm just like, why would you do that? Those combination of things to skulls. 
Because <laughs> I feel like very... when she did that explanation, she was like, yeah, so we got a plates guy, a gun guy, and a creepy fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> I love that like... she says, etc. in English. I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, as she's doing it all nonchalantly, too, uh, as she's sitting there drinking her fucking copy or cup of coffee or whatever the fuck is in that thing. She's, she's... just like, oh, yeah, and there's like body parts of people. He's a like, human she's... body collector. She's a hunter who works at this agency that no one ever visits. Right. She, you know she spends all of her time looking at fetish porn. Like, this <laughs> doesn't disturb her. You can tell her. with those piercings. She's probably yeah. drinking jellied baby brain skulls. Jellied whatever. infant skulls. Yes. So, Kurapika instantly knows that this is the one. Right? Yeah. He's like, okay, yes. I, w- I want to do that. And he's angry as he's leaving. He's like, I want to kill... I want to get in tight with this person so I can find out who all their friends are who have the same sort of collections and kill all those fuckers. I'm just like, okay, yes, it is a weird hobby, right? But you don't got to kill them. All of them anyway. Especially not the nice ones. And I, I don't know. I don't think that there would be a nice infant jelly. <laughs> jelly. <laughs> like... What would you use it for? What would Look, you use an, inf- gel- an infant skull full of jelly? What the fuck would you use that for? Listen, the infant is already dead. I understand. Okay? At this point, I, I, we're I just making like that. we're just making decorative plates out of the infant skulls. No, 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 no. I don't think that he was making plates. He was looking for jellied infant skulls. Is he jelly inside of them? Right? Mm-hmm. No, I think they've made the infant skulls into jelly. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Oh, so it's just like a, a jam that you just spread over a toast. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's the thing. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, it could be fucking delicious. Yeah, why the fuck? Would, like, why the hell? I mean, would I'm sure good? he's like a nice guy when he's not filleting children. And I mean, like, we, the thing is, we know who the person is who's looking for this stuff, and they're not actively killing anything. It's just, no, the, they're uh, just going to the local it's... underground spot market store it's a spoiled person with a (laughs) market store it's a spoiled person with a warped personality but the thing is is you don't know like you could have been growing up like the whole entire time privileged white child or whatever rich (laughs) not having any idea what the hell is happening your parents are feeding you this like caviar because it's fancy you know (laughs) and it's delicious and they're things to you, and you don't know it's wrong. So you grow up, and you go out into the world, and you're like, well, I was not doing this. You know, like, I just like it, because it tastes good. But um, in this situation, I'm sure the people he more intends to kill is the one, the ones who would set a bounty for something like um, the Garuda clan eyes, um, which we find out in the, the next episode, at the end of this episode, I think. And... In that situation, you're obviously telling people to go out and murder them to collect their eyes, which, yeah, those people are dicks and feel free to kill them. Mm. Um, but too bad they're all dead. So, not the Garuda clan members, the other people. <laughs> oh. People that are. <laughs> the people that are out to collect the eyes, those people. Uh, gotcha. All right. Like, it, it's one thing to collect, like, dead bodies that are, like, war relics. Like, people who you had no active um, part in killing. And it's another thing, putting a bounty on out on was essentially living people to get their body parts. That's kind of, well, not even kind of, that's a lot messed up. So he walks out of the, the agency office very, very pissed off. And here comes the filler. Uh, he walks past um, Melody. Yes, Melody. 
who stops and looks at him. He's like, oh, he's so angry. I wonder, you know, why? And she goes into the agency and she asks for basically the same thing. And the the lady replies, hey, it was just a person here who had the same request. And she's like, really? So I guess it was that boy that I, I just I like how saw. she's dressed like a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> like a vegetable? Yeah, like what's that purple vegetable that's like long and eggplant. Yeah, like she's dressed like an eggplant because she's like her dress is made out of purple and like her little scarf thingy is like all green, and like her hat is brown. <laughs> okay, she's dressed like a rotting eggplant, and it's like yes. she's just fat, Diego. That's messed up. <laughs> so we also see um, who's next, Basho or Baze. Uh, the, well, uh, the, the first chick. thing that we do, we we go straight in. Yeah, it's the chick. It's base. She gets out of a limo or a car, and uh, she opens the back door. Yeah, no, she opens the front door because she was sitting passenger seat. And no, she was she, in the driver's seat. Oh, right. I keep forgetting Japan. Right hand drive car. Right. Mm-hmm. So she opens the door for this dude, and this dude's like right behind. Uh, like he's cowering behind her because he's a bodyguard and these three guys come up walking with what I'm assuming is like a Yakuza clan I guess or something. I think they're they're mafia members most likely. Or, okay. And the but, dude the dude in white is higher than they are. Right. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's got a mullet. Obviously he's very very important. So they come out trying to sexually harass her. Of course. I don't know. I think this guy looks like he lets his soul glow. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your soul! So, they tell you know why are you on a, out on a date with this guy when he can show you a much better time, which I assume is the implication that we're gonna gang rape you. Cause well, yeah, so, like what does that ever mean anything good? <laughs> that has never meant anything different though. That is not like a not like so that's not a euphemism. That's like hey, we're to show you a better time than this guy. And I'm said, I'm here with one guy and like okay yeah if we're on a date it may lead to bad sex all right I understand that that's not necessarily a great thing however there's three to four of you how are you gonna show me a better time that's not gonna result in something I'm going to dislike? <laughs> well, because well, you were like, gonna how learn you have to like such it. a bad date that you rather be gang. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is virtually impossible because like there's you could be murdered. At the end of your date, and that would still be better than getting gang raped. So, she of course objects to this because, like, she says that it's not a date. I'm his bodyguard, and like, why are they playing on words in English? He's like, you could guard my body, and right, yeah. <laughs> well, the best part is, is that when he, when he says like, I'm a bodyguard, and be like, you're a woman. That's funny. <laughs> like, oh, <okay. laughs> like, oh, Japan. It's like, right. It's like, you're hot. This doesn't make sense. Right. It's like, oh, I'd like you to guard my body. And then he licks his tongue. <laughs> and at that part, like... I was like, whoa, this just got a lot more interesting, filler. Let's see where you go. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, like, leans over to the guy and makes out with him. Is Yeah. His I... eyes roll to the back of his head, too. That was the best part. <laughs> Like you clearly didn't know what to do if the woman had responded proper had responded positively. She'd be like, "Yeah, I want to go out with four of you." Just like, do you want to get raped? No. Here, let me make out with you though, because that's gonna be even better. 
I will say though that I'm fucking loving how Madhouse is doing the attack text, like the way the attack shit goes on screen. Mm-hmm. Like during this part, like the fucking lightning bolt and the kiss and like a hundred and eight or hundred and eighty minute love slave, like that like thing was actually pretty badass. So he falls to his knees with hearts for eyes, and she puts a foot on his face, and she's like, um. She commands him to take out, to beat up the dudes behind him. And they're all like, what? Mm-hmm. And it cuts away, and the dude runs off. That's that's the most messed up part. Yeah, so well, like, he runs her. away, and I'm sure he'll be the next lead character of the, whatever the, whatever's the next hot anime. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, I wouldn't run away from her after seeing what she just did. But obviously, he's not a fan, because... He thought he was going to make out with her, and he gets in the car and fucking leaves. And she gets mad at that. He's like, oh, well, I guess I gotta get a new job. And then we move on to Basho, who's apparently been stealing corpse samples. Why are we doing all this weird crap? At, and... least, his, at least his hair and his mustache match now. Right. <laughs> well, the thing... <laughs> The thing that I think is kind of interesting is that he's just sitting there minding his own business, writing haiku at, you know, fucking Moonlight. And these cops come in to bust his fucking rhythm. Well, it's because he was he's just a thief. Why wouldn't the cops come looking for him? Well, because they, they could see that he's writing haiku. Like, there's no need to ruin, you know, art and process. And Look, he's not in Japan. No one respects the haiku, okay? <laughs> yeah. He's like, in if the... you say haiku outside of Japan, someone will think that you just sneezed. <laughs> yeah, bless you. So he's in the U.S. trying to be writing haikus on rooftops about the moon. That is like a combination of one of the weirdest things you could do. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's what they did. They pissed him off because they ruined his moment. And then they fucking pulled guns on him and started shooting. And then they missed. And then he just beat the shit out of him. It was like they and missed. It's back. like he... He charged directly at the bullets, and in surprise, the bullets moved out of the way. Yes. Because <laughs> the mustache. They were afraid of the mustache slash beard that he's got going on. Mustache, beard, hair. The yeah. handlebar thing. That, and I don't bar. know. Anyway, so... um, He, of course, beats up the cops. And like, I need to look for something to do. And then so we go... Doing. We go to the mansion finally. And you see Squalor on the phone um, with Eliza. Talking Dude, about... I, I thought this was kind of cool, honestly. Like, I thought this whole scene was actually pretty, like, hey, you actually know who the fuck, like, he's talking about later on, if you pay attention. Yep. He's like, he's like yeah, baby, this job is, is great. Yeah, it's good enough to take care of you and the dogs. Yeah, I've got something for you but to no, do, No, you're not in danger at all, baby. It's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, look at it. It's just bodyguarding somebody. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And then uh, Tochino walks past. And the dogs don't do anything. Which, nope. if you if you were paying attention, was a clue. So, they all get inside the mansion. And, um, Dalsaline. Well, the butler was there first, I guess. That's important. Well, yeah. I mean, Kurapika comes up next, and that's the scene where he walks by, and the dogs start growling on him, and that's once again another little foreshadowing clue that you that you were alluding to earlier. So the butler welcomes them to the mansion, and they're gonna undergo a test before they get hired as bodyguards. 
and Dalsaline appears on the screen being voiced by Takasugi. Yeah, and I know that you mentioned earlier in one of your tweets that they were underusing him or whatever it was, right? Yeah, because he's going to die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. God, why do you have to ruin it for everybody? No, no, the voice actor's going to die. He's oh. not a he's not a lovable character. Like it doesn't matter to you if he dies or lives. Plus, most of you know, like this is of extremely violent art. We've been hinting at that quite strongly. Well, quite yeah, oh, that's that's something I forgot to bring up. If you guys noticed that, um, they actually had on the was it like a week ago or before this aired, before this episode aired, they had an actual press conference regarding the Phantom Troop where they introduced all the voice characters and they all had a little like get together and like talked and shit. And apparently, they talked about how the the, the mature content is going to go up in this arc. So it's definitely going to be more. They were like, "Listen, guys, we know you're all worried. We know you love the spiders, and we know you love the Yorkshin arc. We are going to ramp up the violence. Yeah. Like, it, it, we're. I don't know if they're going to have blood. Um, it may still be sparkle dust, but you know, we're going to do something." more serious i still doubt we're gonna get that scene where um shizuku knocks that guy's oh, eye out yeah yeah I, I seriously doubt that's gonna happen but i i'm i'm on board with her she's probably gonna beat the crap out of him though still. she's probably gonna flatten his head or something mm-hmm. yeah still gross but oh so no it's just like and yeah he's prominent in this arc but like not going past that and I really like the voice actor because he's also um, Kurianagi from Yakitate Japan, ah, who is who is like the best me. character. It's like I need Yakitake Japan. I'm like, why the fuck does that have anything to do with this? <laughs> yeah, if you if you listen to his voice, you would recognize that. If I watched the show, I would. Oh, you really oh. should watch the show. It's fantastic, and he is really the worst person in the whole world. Mm-hmm. But basically, like he explains to them, like they need to fucking get all these all these things. Uh, one of these things right. each. They need to locate it and right. bring it back. Obviously, one of them they can't bring back, but they can locate where it is. Um, it's like a lock of hair from a famous singer. Um, I don't know, like two other things. It's like a mummy's arm, uh, part of a scaly skin. Yeah, right? from a diseased patient. patient right. It- Right. some some shit like Something. that. There's a the the skull of a one horned creature, and, and then, and then like, the last one like fucking like, the eyes of the Karuda clan. Right. Well, I think I I saw the funniest like little like image for this is when Kurup like little uh, gif where he like his eyes open up like that after he looks at the cell phone. He's like he just got a sext. So anyway, uh, Basho notices that he's flipping out and he's like oh hey the Kruda clan I've heard things about them I've heard that their eyes turn red when they get excited and he looks over at Kurupika's eyes are red Kurupika's says, shut the fuck up don't say another word he's like oh um okay sure well good thing he's wearing contacts otherwise his thing would have I don't been... know how no one can see like clearly he's not wearing contacts there yeah he is you could yes. see. Well, I feel like terrib- you could see like you could see the red. You could see the um, outside, the red on the outside, but you can't like see the inside because that's where all need, the. He needs to invest in like industrial. <laughs> like they just cover your whole entire eye. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like these are 
um, sunglass lenses that I yep. place it against my eye. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, the, the 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 contacts really just cover up like the pupil area. It's not like the whole like the fucking the other part, the white part, and that's where like you got to see the red. So they go over to the door, and Dalsy's like, "Yeah, so about this whole test thing, you're gonna have to escape this mansion." And the door gets kicked in, and some fancy ninjas run in with swords and guns. And then the episode ends. Yep. And we're on to the next episode. So he basically says, you have to survive. Your next goal is to get the hell out of the house without getting killed. And so everyone like kind of jumps backwards, and these ninjas come in and start shooting and start swiping their swords. I love and how everyone like, that... pulls out weapons. Right. <laughs> and base grabs. Right. He grabs the um the butler and hides behind him. I was like And then it's obvious that she's um once they start shooting, that she's enchanted the butler and he takes all the bullets. <laughs> yeah. See, well before that happens Poor like Kirby pulls out his chain and once again the whole fucking like text on the screen like flashes in fire and I thought that was fucking awesome. Dowsing chain. Right. Ring finger. And it looks so ridiculous with his ring finger is like the only thing sticking out. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just an animation thing. But yeah. sticking out your ring finger looks weird in general. Because it looks right. like you're trying to flip someone off but you're retarded. <laughs> right, or like you're trying... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it looks very weird. People were like, like, oh, why didn't you flip them off? I was like, because so that wasn't the point. The flip off uh, finger is for a different technique. Reason. Yeah, that flip off finger is for a different technique later on. But Melody hides behind uh, a table along with Squala, who like. I like how she like friggin' like kung fu pounds the ground, <laughs> yeah. which the somehow table. like moves the table. Yeah, moves the table up in the air and blocks some bullets. And which one of them hides with her behind it? Squala. Basha. Or is it? Not Squala. Oh, okay, it's Squala. Squala's the dog dude. Mm-hmm. Squala's a chump. Yeah. So, Kurapika catches the bullets in the chain, and Basha's like, nice. Yeah. And Kurapika is counting the amount of ninjas in the room, because he has a suspicion, and then he jumps up to the second floor, where two more of them with swords slice at him. There's 11 of them total, apparently. And then he jumps from the balcony onto the chandelier, and they keep swinging awkwardly at him. Like retards, just like... <laughs> <laughs> and as he looks down, he he makes his assessment, and Basho punches one of them in the face, and he's like, yep, I knew it. And as he's observing, he notices that... Um, I don't remember who's getting swung at, but Tachino quickly moves behind that person and Kurapika jumps down and puts a knife to Kuchino's, to Tsuchino's neck and says, I'll give you three seconds to call them off. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay then. One, two. It's like, alright, alright, alright. And they all disappear and he's like, you got me. It's like, I'm a plant. How'd you know? It's like, I noticed when I went up on the balcony that they kept swinging awkwardly at me, so obviously they were only given a simple command, like, attack whoever's the enemy. And because you're not the enemy, they weren't attacking you. 
which is hard to see on the ground, but once you get up high, you can easily notice. He's like, cool. And Basho replies that he basically had come to the same conclusion. Not necessarily that it was Tachino, but that it wasn't real people they were fighting. And Tachino admits himself to be a manipulator, which is pretty badass, because he could control um, 11 human-sized auras at the same time. He says, okay, well, maybe the four of you will manage to escape. And, and that throws everyone. He has like four? There are five people here. It means one more of us is a plant. And Kurapika replies to, um, you know, what you said may or may not have been um, intentional, but it was definitely a mistake to let me know that someone else here um, is on your side. He's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. So good luck. And he uses his dowsing chain, basically, to try to figure out which one of them is the liar. I do like how he he just pretty much uh, pretty much said like okay so before we all uh, kill each other for thinking one of us is the plant I will just figure this out. And well, I, I love how they they did this whole like little uh, once you figure out who it is because then like she points to Squala and it starts moving and he's like fuck you the changes move like I don't like how do, what does that prove that doesn't prove anything like they give a little like because that. Part or this little part was filler where they actually talk about dowsing and yep. a, little, a little background information on it. I thought that was pretty badass because that's very much like Togashi style, you know, like when he gave the, uh, in the manga, the um, when he talked about the doppelgangers, the clones. Yep. That whole entire part, like, that that seemed very fitting and I enjoyed Madhouse's direction on that. So, the the dowsing chain obviously goes um, past uh, Melody, Basho, and Bass, and then to Squala, where it moves. He's like, you know, you could have just pushed that. You can't prove that that means anything. So Melody's like, okay. Um, when listening to the heartbeat of someone that's been wrongfully accused, it, um, and she explains what happens. But with a liar who gets caught, it just beats really fast and then slows back down, um, which is Melody of a Liar. And that's where your heart and Tocino's heart were both playing when you got accused. So, clearly it's you. He's like, yeah, but hearing people's heartbeats, that's ridiculous. You still can't prove it's me. So, Basho says, okay. And he writes down a haiku that says, um, everything that gets hit with my fist will burn. He punches the chair, but he's not impressed with how much the chair burns. He says, he says but anyway, um, anyone who lies to my question will burn. And he goes around in the same circle. Um, Kurpika, are you a plant? No. Melody? No. Um, Bass? No. Um, Tochino? Yes. Okay, Squala. And think carefully before you answer, because the, the answer may set you on fire. So he's like, all right, goddammit, yes. Well, right. actually, <laughs> be- before that happened, though, I thought like one of the funniest parts of this episode, for me anyways, was when... He's talking about, like, Squallow's like, no, 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 you know, you guys got the wrong guy. Like, you don't know. It's, you know, two out of three. Like, maybe there's other people that are lying. And Kirpika's like, I know for a fact that he's not a he's not a plant. <laughs> and he, and, like, Melody turns around and he's like, excuse me? I mean, a she. <laughs> and yeah, they, yeah. just, they yeah. just don't react to that And nobody all. reacts to that. Like, it's, like, not a big deal. Like, everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, 
See, I, I, I imagined it as like, a, or at least it felt to me like an awkward pause, like uh, <laughs> right, like a, like a, at least like a double take, like a what the fuck is wrong with you then? Like what happened? You're just like, why are you balding right now? Just like, sure, okay, so Rapika's <laughs> like, sure, you identify as female, that's fine. I, yeah. I am an open person. He's like, yeah. I identify as male, so you know, <laughs> we'll cool. go. Because I look more like a female than you do. And that's troubling. But... Not really. Have you seen Gurbika? Most of the characters look more... Um, he looks more female than most of oh, the characters. I, I know. I know. I definitely... Like, Base is the only one that's like, clearly a female there because she's got the tits. Especially the ones who don't display their cleavage. Right. So, um... He says yes. But he says, you know... I put net on something and you guys won't be able to figure out what it is, so you still lose. And Bass is like, we'll see about that. And she, like, she, in, she leans in and makes out with him. And dude is like blushing and everything, which makes him the lamest dude in the history of ever. Yeah, if his girlfriend saw that, she would be pissed. We know this guy is lame. Well, I mean, we don't know that yet, but now that we're telling you guys that are watching this for the first time, he's fucking lame. Like, he is the biggest, like, wuss. So he drops to his knees like the previous guy did, and she puts her foot on his face and is, I guess, stepping on him. And she says, now tell me what it was you put Nen on, or I'll stop stepping on you. You wouldn't like that, would you? And everyone else is just like, this is just the grossest thing. I can't believe we're watching her do this to a grown man. And he's like, no, please, don't stop stepping on me. Do you remember in the manga... And I think it was also the original anime, how uh, she videotapes this part. <laughs> yeah, she brings out little fucking little video camera and she's all videotaping him doing this. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious, and I was like kind of mad that they took it out. I don't know why they chose to do that, but I was like, oh, oh well. So he says that he starts describing um, the different commands that he gave to each one of his dogs. Um, one set he told them to nip at the legs of the people that go past so the the um Saint Bernard can jump on them. And if they get past the Saint Bernard, the Dobermans will go after them and then he starts explaining about what the bulldogs are gonna do and everyone's just like, No, no, that's enough. Shut oh come up. on, you can't tell me she doesn't look like an eggplant right there. Okay, we're not looking at it. Oh <laughs> you're the only one paying attention to her form. No, it's like I'm watching the episode because, like, they're when they're coming out of the so mansion, am I. She, releases, she releases all of her things and they're talking. That's when they start talking about the, the they start doing the introductions and doing all their names and shit. Everyone's and, just giving away the nan abilities. Yeah. Like this is the only only people outside of Gone in the series really who just like Anisoka. It's like okay, this is what my nan is capable of, and like you know, by the way, I'm a manipulator, and right. Basher was like, yeah, and by the way, I'm a conjurer, and everyone. And um, he asked Melody what kind of nan she has, and she's like, yeah, you'll find out eventually. And they ask Kurapika, and Kurapika's like stone face. It's like, fuck like, you. No, you dumb fucks. <laughs> I don't have to tell you shit. Right. We don't work together yet. <laughs> we like, still well, have... you? What's your name? What do you do? What's your, like, what's your nan? What's your sign, dude? Yeah. What's yeah. your social security number? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Like, we're about to get married to each other. You demanded so much information. Yeah. And he's like, we still have the rest of the test to pass. If we become co-workers, then maybe you'll find out about me. 
If not, I don't have any reason to talk to you. Dude, I'm I'm kind of sensing here a little bit that we're gonna get a little bit more um, filler for these people, just Probably. so that we get we get a little more attachment. Like each of them going to get their own specific thing. Like so, like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, like just kind of like okay, you know, bass went to go get this, melody went to go get that, and Kurapiko went to go get this, and just kind of see a little bit of that, which would be kind of cool. I wouldn't, I definitely would wouldn't mind. But after that, they go back to the scene where they are, go back into the mansion. And you have Squala talking to... I forget the boss's name. You mentioned Dazzling. him earlier. I forget his name. Or Dazzling, Dazzling. right. And so he's talking to him. And he's like, you know, they look a little more promising. And they mention, you know, they're more promising the, 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 the guy on the chair over there. There's some dude on the chair tied up. And now, like, they don't need any more, you know, they don't have any more use for him. I was really confused by that. I was like, wait, who's so, he? Uh, Squala gets... Do you not know? Do no. you want me to know it for you? Yes. Okay. Do you remember um, as they're walking by when they come back, there's that dude fucking out of the painting that's all oh. sorts of fucked up? Mm, okay. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, now I remember. Okay. Okay. That's who that guy is. So we get to see um, Miluki again, even though no one really wants to. And oh, I appreciated the, his collection of figures. Yeah, after I saw what he had yeah. on it, and I thought that was a pretty cool nod to Toei, which they had like no need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he has figures from Gokaiger. What looks like I, I want to say Amazon, but I'm sure it's like the first Common Rider. It looks like um, it looks like a like altered color version of um, of uh, O's. Like I think I saw, like it def- definitely had like the the onk head for the O's. I mean, it's before the ones next to the Gokaiger. Cast. Oh, I, I haven't gotten to it yet, so I'm just trying to go from memory. Okay, it, I'll catch it up. looks like it might be the first, but um, he has obviously um, fours is there in his space pose, which I thought was great, um, and. Double is obviously there as well. Um, the two-color face. And, of course, it's all the Magical Girls on the bottom. So I'm sure those are also references to other shows that I oh, don't and get. Oh, and Kurama and Hiei. Yeah, that that I don't get. Well, those were in the manga. Mm-hmm. That I don't get because I don't watch those shows. Um, obviously, the names we called off were not in the manga because those shows didn't exist yet. Exactly! <laughs> right. That's what I found weird about that. It was like, oh... Because that's all brand new. Yeah, fantastic. I don't really recognize anybody in the bottom one. Not saying that I watched. Oh, like, no. The only magical girl show that I fucking have watched is Madelka. Uh, Madelka? God, am I saying that right? I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah. Close enough. Madoka, the only person who's going to care Magica, is Jammer anyways. Right. Madoka Magica. That's, the, that's how you pronounce it. That's the only one that I watched and... But I, I've also I I did that also because the the SSA podcast that episode they had in tandem. And I would intentionally pronounce it wrong just to piss off Jammer. Yes. <laughs> but we so, see Maluki with his dude. I did. You remember how we were talking about this when we were watching or when we were reading the manga and like kind of seeing what kind of like gear setup he was gonna have, like if he was still rocking like the big ass monitors and. <laughs> Like, the mainframes all hooked up together. Right, right, right. Did you notice how on here it's like nothing like that? It's all flat screens and on like really fucking high tech keyboards and mouses and, and 
You can love... see that he's like on two channel on one screen. Right. Because there's a picture of the fucking like girls that he had like with the huge ass boobs as like lifelike. Like mm-hmm. there's a picture of one of them up there. Like the show, the show clearly is still set in 1989, 2000 era, but like... No, it is it, not. No, the time period, it, it still is. But like <sighs> now it's an alternate 1989, 2000 where they have all the crap we have now. Except for um, the boombox that was in the house for no reason. No well, one still owns a boombox. Well, first of all, he was in a fucking island in the middle of nowhere where there's very little technology. So that whole entire... That's believable. That but there's no reason up. for like... Okay, God, Jane clearly left the boombox there. Right. Why didn't Mito throw out the boombox? She's trying to throw away everything else. Because it was protected by Nen. Every single time she touched it, she got an eerie feeling from it. So she just left it alone. Yeah, whatever. So he he's also um, looking at the code that was on the memory card. He's like, yep, this is definitely Great Island. I'm going to reassemble you and play you, and I'm going to defeat the legend of the, the undefeatable game. And get and tons of money from it. He's like, oh, right. Killua went through on his end of the deal, so I'm going to have to hold up mine because I don't want him to threaten to break, in my, to break my figures again. Mm-hmm. And he sends him the URL of the, the Hunter-only website. On this eagle hawk, yeah, hawk. on this hawk that just happens to be in his room, like it's like no, it looks, it, it, it looks like there. it's like the only thing that doesn't. It's how they, into... well, it's how they've been communicating. Remember I know, I'm said? just saying, like when they when they changed when they transitioned, the hawk was flying in the air, and yeah. then the next thing they showed was his room. So like it flew from Whale Island to um. Maluki in upside down Africa in just a matter of days, I guess, because they're still on the boat. Yeah, and Killua got to change the clothes. Of course, and gone stayed the same, which I was like, oh fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, Killua is fly, and gone obviously is not. Killua only has one designed by Tight Kubo, right? <laughs> gone is clearly the kind of person who has like forty pairs of the same outfit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's always gonna wear that. Meanwhile, Don't you Killua... remember you remember that scene? Um, it was definitely in the first um, the first anime where, um, in between when Gon first found out about his dad and when he qualifies to, uh, like Mito has a smaller version of his clothes mm-hmm. next to the version that he's wearing now, and she's reflecting about how much he's grown, and it's just like clearly. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He's just been wearing a version of the exact same clothes his entire life. Because that's where he was born. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's Mito being all controlling. Because she wears the same fucking clothes every time too. So she's like, I'm well, in. I was born the last outfit that Jing wore when she saw him. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's just been making him dress up like Jing forever. <laughs> yes, that is the winner. That is the clear winner right there. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> So he sends the URL back to, to Killua and Gon, and they're basically like, okay, let's do this. Uh, let's find out what's up, and let's get prepared for when we're going to meet with Kurapika and Leorio again on September 1st. So obviously, we know something big is going to go down on September 1st. The spiders are headed um, to your action for August 30th, uh, which is two days before everyone's supposed to meet up. And it's all going to revolve around this big... Um, mafia au- auction 
um, I guess it happens this time every year in um, New York, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. So we are left to anticipate what is going to happen when all of these people meet together in the same place. It's about to go down. That's what's going to happen. But he, um, so they get the hawk, they get the URL, and then the Dragon Ball Z commentator that you said, or uh, that you mentioned. Of our podcast. Right. I was, I was doing like four or five different things at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, next time on Hunter Hunter. I was like, oh, we do that now. Next time on Hunter Hunter podcast. Right. <laughs> that would never be accurate. We will talk about stuff and things. <laughs> Whatever happens in the next episode. We so, will offend people while talking about <laughs> Hunter Hunter. So we get a preview, uh, preview for episode 41 um, that shows oh. Neon. But first we talk about Luca. Melody yeah. in uh, the Hunterpedia segment. So that happened. Yeah, they said stuff. Yeah. And then we get to see blue-haired Neon. Yeah. And the and spiders. Before we get to see the spiders, though. They're all coming meet to coming together to meet each other. So we're gonna get to hear all their voice actors. Yeah, yeah. I hear Paco Romi as Pacanoda. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is like the only thing I'm looking forward to. Pacanoda Romi. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I thoughts. I guess it was a surprising amount of filler. I guess, but I guess they wanted to stretch this whole thing out for the two episodes. Well, yeah, so, I mean, it's literally... Pretty like, enjoyable filler. Yeah. It was literally, like, maybe less than a chapter long. Or no, it was a full chapter, because it was a whole part. Yeah, it was basically a chapter and a half f- over two episodes. Yeah, because now that they realize that, that they're going to get a full seat, full um, like run of episodes, as opposed to the 40-some... It was initially saying they were gonna have. It's like, all right, let's pat this shit out. Yeah, dude, could you imagine? Because remember, it was forty-one originally, right? Well, we talked about it way, way, way back then. It was forty-one, and then it had a little plus. I mean, could you imagine uh, it just ended next episode? It'd be like done. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we all knew that was gonna be impossible because there's gonna be no way to reboot the series and not cover the stuff the original series did. Even though they had a, a crap ton of filler, that would have just been ridiculous and a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm I'm all for the new and like the new way that they've been introducing the attacks, and I'm not particularly like angry the color of Neon's hair because I know people are like, oh my god, it's not pink like it was before. Well, now they swapped um, her hair color for Machi's hair color. You might as well say. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You still have a pink-haired person in the anime. It's no reason to get upset. But it's you're fucking with my history and my childhood. No, it's like probably more like, well, they didn't know what her official hair color was. Mm-hmm. No, I know so that's we, exactly what happened. It's so we picked something. Color, her mm-hmm. official hair color is blue. But most people don't read the manga, so they wouldn't know that. Yeah, and that's what makes me angry sometimes. Cause How dare you people awesome. mess with my kawaii... Fucking Chan. <laughs> fucking Chan. No, but in in general, most people don't. If there's a, a 
moving pictures adaptation of something most people don't read the original there's right. no reason to because it's going to show everything i need to know on screen so but obviously you wouldn't miss the violence because i'm sure none of that shit's going to get shown in either it's going to was shown in either version like we didn't even either like even in like the first part with fucking um machi with the vacuum he didn't see that in the first anime Wait, which part were the... You mean the same thing I was talking about? Yes. Because you said Machi. Oh, I sorry. I meant... Uh... Uh, we are spoiling the show. It's just invisibility. <laughs> 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 Whatever. I, I just said vacuum thingy. I didn't say what it was or how what, what I'm talking about. I just said it was vacuum. I was trying to make sure I wasn't keeping it. I was keeping it without spoiling anything. But anyway, everyone freely offers up their abilities, except like the spiders are the only people who are like, no. Even to their own friends. Yep. Like, nope, I'm not gonna tell you what I do. The only way you will find out is if I use it on you. Or yeah, next it's like year. if you're fighting me for my life. Because that is true, though. I mean, that is one thing that we have to make sure that you don't... The reason why people don't tell people their abilities is because you never know. Like, in this world, once someone knows your ability, they can beat you real easily because they can devise a strategy against you. And, and you never know who's going to be your enemy. Right. Because yep. it could turn and shit could happen. And, and that's why Kurapika was like, fuck you guys. I'm smart. I am not going to be dumb like you guys are and share all my information on day one. Or you might get a job that has you going up against the next person. Right. Like, you might not necessarily change ideals or anything. But obviously being a hunter is all about getting employed by other people to do stuff. So... You never know who you may run up against. Your best friend may be your worst enemy the next day. So, and like people who become very close are always in a very precarious position. Because what if we have to fight each other? Right. I know. I know everything you can do. Yep. But I don't know yeah, why we... someone would want to do that. Because I guess they figure, you know. What's the worst that could happen? Or maybe they're just show-offs. Maybe they're like, yeah, that's my awesome power. Yeah, I can control dogs. What of it? Well, no, no, he was forced to... No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, that whole entire, like, just being all cocky. Yeah, I can control dogs. They do whatever I want. You'll never escape my my dog attack plan. Right. Yep. You mean, like, I could just basically beat you with a gun? Yes. Although you would have to murder dogs. I don't care. I really don't care about dogs. I'm more of a cat person myself. Oh, you must just be pure evil. No, I, I, I'm i actually the opposite. I was just talking for that character, guys. No, I'm saying that character. Oh, right, no, yeah. I was going to say, cat people just, like, they just hate themselves. Like, they, they, they <laughs> yeah. just want to be slaves to something that doesn't love them or just talk to them. <laughs> Because that's what cats do, right? They just do whatever they want and then meow at you when they want food. Yep. Pretty much. I don't have a cat, but I'm like, one of my friends has one. Uh, every single time I go over there, it's just like, fucking cat is just on. Like, you just be sitting there and the cat comes over and just starts rubbing up against you. And you're like, what the fuck do you want? So you like go to like pet it and he fucking runs away. Be like, well, what the fuck? What do you want? Like, They don't want to be pet. Petted, they want to control you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. If you want to pet the cat, it doesn't want to get petted. If you pet the cat when it wants it, then it's controlling you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we got some 
emails and responses with questions. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to these. So, the first one um, is from Gordon. Um, Hi, I've only been listening to you guys for a while now, and I've only been into Hunter x Hunter since the new anime has been airing. After finally becoming interested enough in the series, I was trolled with both out-of-print manga and anime for its North American releases. I even learned that this was one of the few series that my local library system doesn't get for some reason as well. I was wondering if you guys had any specific stories on trying to collect both the manga and anime of Hunter x Hunter, and if you could say how much you've collected. Also, you mentioned a few times during manga recaps that your translations differ. Are you guys using different releases <laughs> or so? Uh, so, uh, where do we start? I got, I got, I'll start with um, like I'm sure me and Diego have similar stories. I own between volume one and twenty one, with of course volume eight, fourteen, and eighteen missing because they're all out of print. Yeah, uh, I have. So I was gonna say I have volume eight. Um, I actually got volume eight in front of me right now. The difference between me and Foxy is just that I will buy used, and she will not. She refuses to buy used because she doesn't yeah. like. She's very picky about her books. But the condition that I got my volume eight in wasn't that bad. Like, it's actually pretty good. Um, but the volume uh, I'm missing in my collection, I have up to volume twenty-eight, and I'm missing. Uh, or no, sorry, volume 27, because 28 doesn't come out. <coughs> Bless you. 27, 28 doesn't come out until later, until September. But I have volume, the only volumes that I'm missing is volume 14 and volume 18, because they're fucking expensive. Yeah, and of course we got told that <laughs> the stuff that's out of print is not going to get printed again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's pretty much the same with the anime volume one of the anime, which apparently is now selling on Amazon for $257. Yeah, they're just crazy. I actually have all four sets right here next to me. Like, because I, th- I ended up picking it I up like th- super cheap. Like when I picked it up, it was like $19 a piece on like right stuff. I think I got mine because, um, that was the only volume that was cheap. Like the other ones were forty something at the time, and now it's clearly out of print again. And um, Viz, I don't know. I doubt they're gonna reprint these, just for the simple reason that they're not reprinting the, yeah, the I don't, manga. I don't think that they're doing anything with the series anymore. Um, but yeah, for the original anime at this point, because obviously it didn't sell enough to warrant the OVAs. Which is why they didn't bring those over, because that's what they told us, which is what didn't happen. And so I'm assuming that right now, if you can't find the original anime, it's gonna, it sucks. But the thing about the manga is, is, is that there are doing the digital versions. If you live in, like, as you said, you're looking for the American volumes. Um, the digital version is uh, basically the same volume that you would get, except it's online. And you could read it on your iPad or iPhone and all that other stuff. I think it's available on Android now, too. But um, all you do is go on there. And right now they have up to volume one. And they're releasing, I I believe, two a month. So last week they released volume 11. And I'm thinking not this week, but this next week coming up. Actually, tomorrow, because tomorrow's Monday. It comes out every single Monday. Um, I think volume 12 will be coming out tomorrow. 
So I know whenever this comes out, it's going to be late already, but um, mm-hmm. later than that. But that's what we're hoping for for the volume uh, 14 and fo- volume 18, whenever that happens. Um, but yeah, no, as far as finding that stuff, unless you're willing to spend like those two volumes, unless you're willing to spend like 100 bucks for those two things, you're not going to find them cheaper than that. Yeah. So for me, I don't have any of the anime. Uh, because by the time I found out about Hunter Hunter, obviously, you know, out of print and whatnot. And for the manga, I have, let's see, I have uh, number seven, number ten, and that's it, because I'm a broke college student. Yeah. And the reason for our, our different translations is because since we all don't have the volumes, you know, we're doing the scanlations for a while. And that's where we got those really interesting translations because they would do, God, what, like I can't remember, like one of the funniest ones was just like. It was something with Hisoka, I feel right. like. Right, it was something Hisoka, like something Hisoka said, but it, it basically just fucked up whatever he was saying and we just could not stop laughing because he was talking about, yeah, I wish I could remember, but I can't. Yeah, if if any of you remember, please write in because <laughs> like we should, I remember like, lots remember of hilarious things, but it's all sort of and the the sad thing. Um, most the majority of these translations were done by Next Gear, who I think is no longer active. Um, they did a lot of the early translations, and they're the reason why I know what the Hunter Hunter manga is. But man, it was terrible. And of course, the person who has the license has the benefit of the original Japanese text. They have the benefit of um, additional information um, from the uh, the original series creators. So yeah, it's never gonna be exactly the same. Like depending on the scan the fans ever got, like kanji may be smudged, and they're just guessing as as to what it's supposed to be. And then of course, like it seems like nobody is an English major ever. So grammar is always off and it makes it makes certain things like completely um indecipherable and you just read it and it's like mid-sentence like hold on what yeah there are there are recordings where i am just like just like as we're going along doing the scenes i'm trying to like decipher what it's really trying to say in real english and sometimes I come up with something that's good enough, and sometimes I can't figure it out, so I go, fuck it, and then I say the horrible English, and then we all laugh. Yes, because it provides for a lot funnier of a uh, of entertainment for, because we're doing like the whole little play thing, and it was actually a lot funnier just to have to deal with that, because mm-hmm. it, was, it was even harder trying not to laugh, and we're trying to take it seriously. We were just like, no, 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 we're going to take this seriously. We're going to read through this. Without laughing, and obviously we failed because it, yeah. it was way too funny. <laughs> so the the second comment is from former frequent commenter Jester Till says, "Thank God for your comment threads. Where else would I bitch about the old anime versus the new one?" So yeah, apart from boozing Mito, I also miss the scene where she makes Killua eat his vegetables, which is funny, and that scene where Gon and Killua have a fight and Mito slaps Killua around the air hole which leads to a mini flashback about Killua's first kill. Old Filler was awesome. I'm guessing that scene from 
the Yorkshire arc where Killua unscrambles the porn channel in his hotel room is also going to get cut out. I completely do not remember that. I don't I totally remember this at all. That scene. I forgot about that scene. But yeah, I know that that was definitely filler. I mean, I, I don't recall that at all in the manga because now we've seen it multiple times. But yeah, I just... I'm pretty sure that's not going to show up either. You're right. Um, he offers to translate the poster and he says, I'd love to hear you guys speculate about the movie's plot, given what we already know about Spider number four. Um, okay, so if you obviously if you're not caught up, spoiler warning, probably for the next five to ten minutes. Um basics we know about this event with the Kruda clan. Um it was pretty much just um original spiders, um, I guess plus number four. Um, aside from the the core unit of the originals that are still alive, everyone else that may have been involved with um, the Kuruta clan massacre is dead. Um, whether at their hands or at the hands of the current members. Because um, one of the rules of the spiders is if you kill a person and you want in, you're in the group. Yep. Um, which is how... Um, Hisoka, I think Balnyov, Kortopi, Shizuku, Shellnark, um, who else? Finks, probably. Got it. Uh, I think, I think that's all of them, how they entered the spiders. Yeah. So, and then you have the core group, which is from Meteor City, um, that all joined up when they were fairly young. And decided that this is what they were going to do for life. And we are left with the assumption that the Karuta clan was pretty strong. Considering um, what happens when they go red-eyes mode. Even though we don't know um, what the the job of the clan basically was. We don't know um, what they were into. I don't think. But what do we know about Spider number four? Nothing. We know okay. absolutely nothing about Spider Number Four. We know that he existed, and that Hizoka killed him, and that's yes. it. Mm-hmm. He or she existed, right? Or yeah, yes, you're right. Yes. He or she. It'd be cool if it was a woman, or if she was a woman. If Spider Number Four were female, I guess. Well, because I mean, if you think about it, there's only four female or three females right now, right, in the spiders. Yeah. So, it'd be cool if at one point they had four. So, it'd be an even number. Yeah, but, like, if he... Depends on when he killed the spider, because it may have been before Shizuku joined. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably. So, obviously, Hisoka well, I... won't be in the movie. <laughs> unless he pops up at the end and no. he was killing... <laughs> unless he's killing Karuta members, even though he said he wasn't there. Um, uh, somebody asked him, and... He said that was before my time. So that's why Kurapika isn't after him. I think he's specifically after the... Sp- He'll kill everyone in the spiders, no problem. But he's specifically after the people that were involved in the massacre. Yeah, and I think... Um, I think uh, either way, like whether he wanted to kill Hasoka or not, Hasoka could easily, you know, avoid him. You really yep. needed to. And of course, Togashi wrote this movie, so 
we're going to get insights that we would not have had. Yeah, and that's basically I'm that's what we're all assuming is what's what led to the hiatus. That he's writing a movie for, you know. That's very I hope much so. that's very much into the um the background of one of the characters because that's one of the things about Kurapika that we really never really find out is is that he doesn't have all we know is that that's what happened you know like he got his client got murdered we don't know where I mean obviously he wasn't there because he's alive or like a dead body was on top of it right like we don't, don't know probably. we don't know any of that stuff um, or maybe he fell out of his his dead pregnant mom but it was five years ago. So, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not. Well, like, maybe he, he fell like, out of his dead pregnant mom. I don't know. Unless, yeah, unless, <laughs> he, unless Kurt has grown up in an extraordinarily ridiculous rate. Unless they're like Superman or something, right? Which I wouldn't be surprised, but no, um, he probably he's he's seventeen ish, so he was probably like off at school. I mean, I bet he was at boarding school. And they call him into the office, and they're like, um, "Mr. Karuda, we have some bad news for you. Plan. Turns out, turns out that your entire family and everyone you've ever known has been wiped out in one felt swoop. Um, you may want to withdraw from classes because I doubt you can afford school with everyone." Also, there. you'll need to return your horse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, considering how intelligent he is, I'm willing to bet he was off to school. Or he was probably right there, but they they thought he was too weak. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, the biggest insult in the world. It's like, yeah, we are busy wasting everyone, but you're too pathetic, or your eyes wouldn't turn red, so we're not going to kill you. You'd really think, I mean, that sounds way too much like the whole, like, he wasn't there situation, but... But, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's, we get a little insight on that, so that would be cool, and that's what I'm, we're all hoping for, that... That's where it leads, but just to throw something out there, it'd be like completely different. It'd be like, no, we just get to see like the spiders are there for maybe like ten seconds, and then the rest of the time is just Kurapika dealing with the loss of his family, just sitting there and crouching in the corner for like a good half hour. That's so boring. Yeah, and that will be the biggest troll Tagashi has ever done. No, they would hate him forever. It's gonna, <laughs> it, it have to be better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got I got a comment from one of our our uh, Twitter followers uh, saying that just because the author is making the movie doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be good. And he compared it to uh, was it Strong World? Yeah. And I was like, well, first of all, Tagashi's a better writer when it comes to like <laughs> shit like that. So I have complete utter faith in him that he's going to make a good storyline, especially since you know he's been like way more involved with this whole entire like anime uh de- like development and kurupik has been absent from the story for like 11 years exactly. so he's had to he's had to be planning something and what i i'll find interesting is um i'm going to assume it'll be canon so would you get a partner um manga arc or a spinoff at some point where the storyline is told, or would you just assume you'd seen the movie, which is fucked up? That would be crazy. Not everyone watches movies. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie whenever we get to see it. Because I'm not flying to Japan <laughs> to watch it in January. It'll release. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, whoever, Several... fucking, whoever, fucking, like, whoever picks up the series at some point, because, I mean, that's what it's been... Like, whenever that happens, they'll do the movie as well. Okay, so the, the last question is also from Gordon. So I was just wondering, what are the parts about Hunter x Hunter that you genuinely dislike as a fan? For every series I follow, I always find things that irk me. And with Hunter x Hunter, there seem to be a greater number of things that irk me over other series, but it still remains more entertaining nonetheless. Of course, there's the fact that there are so many hiatuses, but just based on the events in the story, is there anything like actions characters take that don't fit their personalities, ridiculous chains of coincidences, or just plain plot hole and poor writing and the like that bother you? Okay, since mine mine has been obvious, I'll say it. Um, Poor writing, of course, that's unlikely with Togashi, so I don't think that's going to bother me. Mm -hmm. But I have gone on record in the, the recent manga chapter recaps to say that I don't like the developments in Killua's character. Um, uh, on Not necessarily because I don't think that's the way he would behave, but just because I don't like that kind of character. So Killua has turned into a person that I dislike, and he bothers me. Um, maybe the next time we see him, he will have adjusted to his current situation and be more like himself. Um, the other person that I had uh, trouble with because I don't like the Avengers storyline like Kurapika went about it in a different sort of way that got the Sasuke taste out of my mouth but I very very much enjoyed seeing him get his comeuppance so like and then of course like you mentioned with the hiatuses with all of the plot lines that are just on the floor waiting to get picked up like um, one thing we discovered recently when reading back because I had no idea Melody even had a backstory um, but the Melody of Death thing I'm definitely interested in seeing where that goes wait wait you think that's going to get taken somewhere else if she's sticking around Kurapika it has to get taken well, somewhere I know. well that's the thing you don't know if she's sticking around with Kurapika she is though it's like she went from Kurapika to Gone right she was with Gone but that Necessarily didn't mean that. Oh well, no. That On sense. behalf of Kurapika, right. like that was said. Yeah, no, I remember now. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Okay, so that would. I mean, be, where else is she role. gonna go? Honestly, no, that's true. So okay, so you want to see where that goes? I totally forgot about that too, but I told totally, it. Exactly. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> right, you go next. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, now after the ant arc. What the fuck? Why? It, they're like an army of like, what was it, like 500 ants or something like that? There were a ton of eggs left behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens with that. I mean, of course, there's, um, where's Kurapika been all this time with, uh, you know, randomly seeing him all gangstered out in a, uh, friggin' temple. In church. In church. One panel. Yeah, like one yeah. panel. Yeah. Because, like, gangsters in <laughs> church only happen when, yeah. like, bad things happen. I remember that's how the Korean Jesus thing got started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Korean Jesus. Oh, but, but, yeah, so that's a thing. And, of course, um, to be uh, real obvious, 
since this is my first hiatus uh, as a <laughs> Hunter Hunter fan, uh, yeah. you know, where the fuck are we going with space? Like, this nigga just said, <laughs> fucking space! And then he dropped the mic for like six months. I'm like, God damn it, Tagashi. <laughs> Oh god, I can just picture Tagashi going out with like some standard thing in space, and then just drops mics and leaves. Yes, I mean, keep in mind it's not actually space. But right, right. It's just the outer world. It was like someone translated it as space. Yeah, so people it's, not, this, it. it's just like the outer world. Like it's a world outside of a world. It's not space. It's just it, it's like there be dragons. Right. That's that's where it is. <laughs> that, that space on the map that no one goes to. Yeah, that's the place we're talking about. <laughs> I guess, but... Alright, so, uh, are you done? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, let's see. Personally, I don't... Like, when, what's wrong with Hunter Hunter? Um, what I dislike of it? I don't necessarily, like, have many gripes that I have a problem with. Um, there are a couple, though, that I do kind of, like, have issues with. Um, one is the end of Greed Island... Um, how Gon got his arms blown off, and then everything <laughs> was like, oh, no, it's okay. That didn't matter because it was just it's a, a game. game. And I was like, ah, all right, fine. So, I, I mean, you buy it because it was all a video game and everything was like that, but then I mean, at the like, same time, there's... you know that the game existed in real life. Because yeah, it, out there. it was, it was an place. island, it was a place, like it existed. And so that really didn't have any consequences. So it kind of felt like a like a letdown in my mind. Like they didn't have any sort of consequences. And I mean, like they, the world had it set up where the cards could do all sorts of other things. So it's not that unbelievable. No, that I, your arms could get healed. I know. I know it wasn't unbelievable. Like I said, I, I definitely believe that it was, he did a good job of suspending my disbelief of being able to get it. But for me, it just kind of felt like a cheap way of, of kind of fixing that whole entire like scenario. Did you want him to get a hook? No, no, I did not want a gun to run around you, with double hooks. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I just, I just was kind of interested because I remember reading the chapter and going like, "Well, fuck." Okay, now how is he gonna get like? How is he gonna get back into this? Because he just fucking like if you see the panel, it's bloody as a motherfucker. Like that's the thing I enjoy about the manga that I don't think the anime is gonna do a good job on, uh, and I don't think it did a good job on in the original in the OVAs. I mean, it kind of did, but not really. Um, it, it wasn't as tragic and as, as brutal as, as the manga seemed. And just to have that kind of be the ending of that arc, it's like, oh, yeah, the next panel, he's okay, um, was kind of a letdown for me, as well as the latest arc um, that ended. Uh, oh, yeah, that was, that, that was, was really the worst. That was one of the worst like arcs in my mind yeah, recently yeah. Of, there we go. of Hunter x Hunter. Of, actually, the... most manga, because... The conclusion itself right. was just terrible. Where everything was like, it was getting, you know, amped up and the suspense was happening and then this was happening and there was like a twist and then Hisoka showed up and then shit started getting crazy and... I think just left. Like, him... Like, you had this... And of course, spoilers. You had this rogue group of hunters, which was really just two people, and were just wreaking complete havoc. They were killing innocent people. They were killing other hunters. And, like, Illumi stops for his reasons, and then Hisoka just quits. And, like, after he's done all this stuff, which, you know, he has no interest in politics and the way the Hunter organization works 
and who's going to be the next leader. He just like pieces out like randomly before anyone could start searching for him to to actually get rid of him. He just leaves. And like this is too is part of the reason why, you know, I don't like Killua even though this part isn't his fault. You basically <laughs> you basically introduce a living two sex machina, right? Um and we've seen Gon who is like a skeleton here with pieces missing and all this junk. And it's just like, okay, we, we have an ordeal getting the Deuce Ex Machina from upside down Africa to where Gone is in the US. And like once he gets once she gets there, that's it. After that, it's like, okay, now we're all about family relationships. And it's a for it's a foregone conclusion, obviously, that Gone's gonna live. Cause you even though he's done it before, um in New York show, he killed the main character in the first episode. Um but typically, the main character isn't going to die at this stage. And obviously, we know they're going to get healed. But, like, we needed there to be some lasting consequences. And there weren't any. This is the second time um, Gon was in a precarious situation. And he just lives. I like magic. Yeah. And the first time, it was a video game. You know, like, you get items. They heal all sorts of stuff. That's not a big deal. Second time, it doesn't have that video game edge on top of it. It's real life. We just came from an arc where a whole country of people basically got murdered. Like, it's this very serious business. And Gon's best friend just goes and gets his little brother or sister and shows up and saves the day. And they're just supposed to be happy with that. And he meets his father. Well, and not even that. The part that really got me is like, you know, so... We know that this character gets introduced as a deus ex machina, but it's not really a deus ex machina because there is a consequence. You know, you have to fucking do these things. There's these laws that abide by her powers. Uh-huh. Except for this situation. Because the rules don't apply to Killua. <laughs> right. He doesn't lose anything it was by like, doing what this. The, like, why? Like, you couldn't have had some sort of, like, like some sort of re... Like, it, it seemed so half-assed to me, and it was like... It, like, Everybody has I'm, a happy ending sort of thing. and I'm hoping it gets... Uh, well, his family doesn't get a happy ending, but I guess they were dicks anyway, so no one cares. Well, what do you mean his family doesn't get a happy ending? Because they, 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 none of them died. Yeah, but they would have to do something to die. They just all stood there. Um, the only thing that Killwell lost, really, is that Goto died. And well, yes, but he doesn't know that, though. They pretended that Goto's still alive, so he doesn't that. feel bad about what happened. Nobody realizes that. That's, that's like, oh, yeah, we got this fucking one of the rabbit thingies, and now he's going to be like Goto, and... Like, how does Harry even know that dude? Yeah, like, they, like they're just a uh, friggin' freelance fucking rabbit demon things. Yeah, probably. Whatever probably. dies, you just... We will get a whole bunch of those things and populate that country all over again. With now, like, now Killer was succeeded at what he wanted to do, which we had no idea he wanted to do this beforehand. Like, this just pulled out of a hat. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he succeeded at freeing um, Alka, which is the mysterious brother or sister we did we knew he had, but we didn't know anything about. He freed Alka. They're going to travel the world together. He's going to meet up with Gon at some point, punch him in the face for being a dick. And like then we're going to move on and be one big happy family again. And people were disappointed about the way he met Jin, which yeah, I actually... That was, was going to be my next thing. I was like, yeah, you know, like, okay, fine. It wasn't that big of a, like, this whole entire town, our goal is to find, and, and to, for Gon to find Jin, right? Okay, so Jin is there, and Gon is fucking dying, 
And Jin's like, no, I'm not going to go see him because if he's my son, he'll live and he'll find me. And, you know, he survives the whole ordeal thanks to this Alaka thing. And then he shows up and meets his dad. And it's like so anticlimactic, too, where it's like, hey, this fucking story was meant for us to go see Gon do this. And he didn't fucking do it. It, part of it too was um, they obviously had a long sort of heart-to-heart conversation where the whole time Jin was trying to run away um, and people um, you got to see obviously that Gon has touched a whole lot of the Hunter world and they were all very upset by the fact that Jin is abandoning his kid to die and they meet each other and then Jin talks about you know why Um, He left him because there are still amazing things out there like this outside world. And because they're the same type of person, Gon doesn't really have a problem with what he did. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could kind of see that coming, but, like, people were expecting, I don't know, like, they were going to have this great phenomenal showdown. They were going to beat each other half to death. No, I would have much rather not have him show up or not show up. I would have much rather have him disappear before Gon met him. Well, he was trying. And then, like, so they not even have an interaction. And like, that saves that you save that shit for the very, very end because that's like that would make the like the adventure keep going. Because at this point, it's I like think... okay, Gon is now he goes to the fucking tree. He talks to his dad. His dad explains his whole entire new like world that he just opened up, which is cool but... from our point of view, but not cool. Here's something. Okay, go ahead you realize that him meeting Jin wasn't his adventure, right? I know it's not like, the goal, or, like, it's the it's the journey that counts, not the... Gone, no, no, no. Gone wanting to meet Jin was something he inherited from Kite. Mm-hmm. So that was never, like, you can't say that he sat down and, okay, this is my original goal. Like, this is what I want to do. And obviously, like, in the very beginning, he didn't have any direction. So the direction was what he took from Kite when he met him. Kite wanted to meet um, Jin so he could complete his um, his training, right? Right. So Gon, seeing that Jin is his father and he's awesome, he wants to do the same thing. But now that he's accomplished this, he can have a real goal. And of course, it's like Don't he knows know what it is? that it, he knows that. He knows that meeting Jin at that point was kind of like cheating. Because Jin couldn't leave the place because all of the hunters were locked in to do the vote. Mm-hmm. And he happened to show up and then everyone restrained Jin so he couldn't escape. So now there's a, a more realistic... Um, there's obviously there's hope for a second meeting between the two of them. And there's also... Okay, now Gon is going to accomplish things for himself as a hunter without the shadow of his father hanging over him. Okay. And obviously Jin is like, well, if you're awesome like me, come to the outside and let's do some shit. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's his new goal. And so, but I mean that, that kind of like that is, I was just talking about like the general of the arc because it was just so like, everybody's all happy and like, Uh, a lot of the arc, like lots of things got set up. Like even Pyrestone just like, yeah, I was just messing with you this whole time. Yeah, like I, was just troll- I was a definition of trolling. I didn't give a fuck about this. I was just trying mm-hmm. to piss you guys off. And like, there's there's also stuff that, that's set up in the, the arc following the Ant arc. And 
hopefully they all get executed really well. Uh, like a lot of people were complaining at the beginning that it felt as like a it felt like a stopgap arc between the ants and what was what is going to come next when he finally starts writing again. And hopefully, like the things we feel are terrible, turns out you know we were just making judgments without having all the information. That would be great. But for right now, it's definitely um, aside from the very beginning. It's mm-hmm. definitely the weakest part in the whole series. Well, I mean, once again, it's it's the second time that he did that, and that that those were my gripes with it. Um, with with the with the my 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 uh, problems with the series overall. It's just a whole, um, you know, if you're gonna set up an arc and you're gonna do it, don't just kind of give me like you're gonna like give me this cheap ass ending where there was no consequences, everything was solved in one chapter. So then there really was no point in getting me invested all this time, especially when you write very limited amount of material, you know, like you're setting all this crap up, you're spending, you know, you come back in October, you write until March, you do a six month arc and you basically wrap things up in one chapter where that to me is kind of like, okay, the payoff wasn't really worth it. But then he comes back like the week after that and he's like, Oh, uh, there's this other organization, and then there's this shit happening, and uh, there's another world out there, and the guy wants to go there, and we gotta stop him, and I will be back eventually to finish this shit. And then it's like, ah, but it was getting good, like, I was intrigued again, like, I fucking hit you, Tagashi, like, why are you fucking doing this? Well, now he's writing a movie. Right. So. About I stuff that I didn't think I cared about, but I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like he's I, very good at that. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, it's like, okay, so the quarter clown died. All right, so cool. He's trying to avenge him. Do you want to know how it happened? No. No, no. but now that you're saying that you're making it, I will definitely be watching it. Yeah, it's hey. like, uh, I think he's like, um, so Kurt, Kurt Clan, you want to hear about how they died? No. Well, what if I tell you uh, an original spider was the reason or had a big part to play or something? And they're like, Spiders. Well, okay, you got me. Yes, yeah. you can win me over like that. So, but yeah, I just like that. That is one of the things that that kind of bugs me. And um, again, I'm trying to stay away from the the hiatus aspect because everybody fucking hates the hiatus. Um, I know you just forget, right? I I know there's people out there that have problems with other parts of the story. But for me, I'm like I'm easily entertained. So, <laughs> I mean, I just basically watched a whole show on puzzles in one weekend, and I was like, ah, okay, sure. But, um, I don't, I don't have anything. Was that the only part of the question? I forgot what the the, the whole question was. Yeah, the question was basically what parts of the story, um, uh, not just event, um. Actions characters take that don't fit their personalities. Obviously, everything with Killua, ridiculous chains of coincidences. Oh, everything with Gone, yeah, or plot. I was gonna say with the Gone thing, like his whole entire like his demeanor after fucking Kai dies. Like everything for for Gone and Killua has just worked out perfectly. Yeah, well, that's like, true. Kite is still alive, um, even though way. in a different form. Um, Gone is still alive. That's the part that I fucking hated about that arc. Andy's back to normal. Like there, there was right. 
like he grew up because they grow up exponentially. Like, remember, like they grow up super fast. Like ants yeah. are, they grow up really quickly. So now he's back to where he was before with improved Nen abilities. Yeah, now awesome. And now but he's got things, a tail. This, well, can't have everything. Right. But the things, the things that I, I take away from the arc, and the only reason why I wasn't like furious, uh, even though I was angry to a certain extent, was um the the stuff that's set up for Meteor City, like. I want to see, I want it to go there, obviously, but then now we're, we've also set up the outside, so they may not even bother with Meteor City unless um, Kurapika or someone else is going there and we decide to actually focus on them. Uh, again, Hisoka's disappeared. You don't show Hisoka until he's interacting with one of the main cast. And the next time he sees them, he might be trying to kill them, so... I'm hoping for Hisoka in space. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure eventually everybody will go over there, dude, just to go mm-hmm. out in the middle of the world. Just because... Yeah, because it's like um, the the king of wherever is giving out money to people to go and explore. So anybody might decide to go right. there. If you're, not, if you're a if... hunter and you don't fucking say yes to this, then you can... You're a shitty hunter. You can turn in your license at the door. Because this is what you live for. You live for fucking adventure. You live for discovery. And someone's just like, hey, we were told not to go out there for the longest time. This this treaty that we all signed where everyone is like, no, 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 we're not going to go there because it's too dangerous. Well, I say, fuck that. I'm going out there. Who wants to join me? Like, as a hunter, you see this opportunity and you go, fuck yeah, I want to do this. Let's go. Because that's what you do. That's what Jin did. That's why he fucking yep. left his kid. So and his cousin and whoever his wife was, if she's not dead, yeah. right, or girlfriend, because I don't know why we're all assuming it was his wife. Dude, what do you, what do you, what do you, assume, can you assume if she, or like, what do you think would happen if like she's out there, like she's one of the fucking like aliens? <laughs> that would explain a lot about gone. Mm-hmm. They're probably less aliens and more like wild people. Well, I mean, the the ants were from out there. I mean, if it if they're people, obviously ants and humans they can't. And technically, <laughs> ants weren't people until they started eating people. So people, well, yeah. they didn't try the other way. No, at no point did an ant try to have sex with a human. They just ate them. No, but they said they could though. Yeah, it, they said um, they that's... said they might. That was one of the things yes. that they would try to do. They that said like and kings can you know have sex and make king. children babies. Right, things. make ant babies. They were all horrified that that was what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That he was going to want to um, procreate with a human being. And luckily for everyone, <laughs> atom bomb. Mm. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, science. I think we're okay either way. Yeah. Because the, I mean, the, the human he probably wanted to procreate with didn't have really great genes. So, Dude, what are you talking yeah. about? She was smart as a motherfucker. Yeah, she had she had fantastic genes yeah. in like the one way in that one that one game. But... Well, maybe maybe like the kid would have inherited everything from him except this one thing of being really good at strategy. Okay, which would have which would have made that kid impossible to defeat. Yeah, that would have right. just ended the show. It would have been it would have been an ultra powerful kid. Well, they probably would have slit the kid's throat. Like they came there and they met a baby. Just like okay, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, there were no humans left alive in this place, so you <laughs> have to kill this baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, some idiot would have first. Okay. This 
escape, someone would rush in and be like, no, we're, we're the hunter organization. We're not about killing babies. And then they run away with the baby and like, raise it. Raise it and then he home. kills them. Well, that's what they're doing. Fucking what's-his-face has that? Pito? Yeah, parents Pito. Oh, um... Remember, it was the other baby that was in the little hatch or whatever. Yeah, the dude, um... What was the guy's dude, name? With the sister. I don't I, remember his the name. Dude with the sister, sister, but that guy. He's taking care of the other fucking... Yeah, the, the, the king's, king's... Like, like mutant half-brother. Right, or whatever. exactly. So that's still a, that's still a storyline. Wait, oh damn. I must have remembered wrong. I thought like the mutant offspring was Kite. No, Kite is the girl. Oh, okay. Right. But it's the the one that looks like Kite that was just left over in the mother's womb after the king punched his way out. Right. Yes. And wow. then it's this this girl who came up out of nowhere that no one remembers. Um that the teddy bear dude mm-hmm. was supposed to protect and he was a wuss and she died. And, and then Kite she got, got, turned to, got turned into the beetle thing and that's who was at that with the lobster guy. Remember mm-hmm. she got she came back to the um to the village. Not not the sister. The other girl. Of uh, the one that the koala was talking about. Oh right, right, right. Yes. That that's God we don't know names. All we know is <laughs> <laughs> All we know is it's a girl. If you girl. can't tell by yeah. now. Yeah. It's a, it's a girl. There are too many names in the story, and he spells them all strangely. There's a girl, and Kite became her, but also an aunt, uh, which is this really weird, like, sleight of hands, which rule on us for no reason. Um, the kid who um, the brother of the, the bug girl was raising, like, he wants to call her... Rin or Rena or whatever the girl's name was, Rena. Rena. After that was his, it. Rena. After his sister, but the kid wants to be known as Kite, which made everyone think, well, hey, it looks like Kite. He wants to be called Kite. Swing of course it's sword. Kite. And then it's like, no, no, Kite's this girl that you've, you've only seen once, that right. they were going to rape. That the dude shot in the head. Because mm-hmm. he was a punk. He didn't shoot the other people. Yep. So, like, there's... I feel like when we look at the story as a whole, when it's over, a lot of these things will make more sense to us, even though pff, probably won't make perfect sense. Is a lot of times when, you, when you're um, you're writing as you're going, you forget about stuff. And you, you screw around and you miss things. And it's like, yeah, I always meant to do this haphazard coincidence sort of thing. Um, it all worked out, so that's great. Well, I, th- I feel like the outside will have humans in it to some degree, but they probably won't be as cultured yeah. as the ones inside. Like, you may even have a situation where some some people who went there before, who were presumed to have been missing, created their own um, kingdom or world of sorts mm-hmm. outside. You know, along with, apparently, dinosaurs, because I'm sure... You have giant ants. There have to be dinosaurs. Well, I don't, didn't we know there's fucking dragons out there? Mm-hmm. Dragons, not dinosaurs. Well, they're kind of like the same thing. They have dragons inside because Jin was clearly riding a dragon. They're both kind of mythical. Sure. So, anything else? Uh, uh, no, not really. Not that I can think of. Oh, um, real quick, because I just, I just found this out and I sent it out, so probably you guys already know. But Volume 29 is actually going to be coming out on June for, uh, January 1st, according to Right Stuff. So, 
we know that they're going to keep making them or we're going to keep releasing the series anyways. Viz will. Which is cool that they're doing that. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, awesome. Thanks for listening. This has been episode 40 of the Unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. You can find the website at hxhpodcast.wordpress.com. The email address is hxhpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at hxhpodcast. The voicemail number is 954-324-7722. 954-324-SSAA. Again, within the U.S., don't call us if it's going to be a long-distance minutes. That would be a terrible decision. The forum is ssaanetwork.freeforums.org. So if you want to talk about our show or Hunter Hunter or anything in general, really, that's slightly anime, manga, or video games related, you could go there. Some of us are on the site already. You have fun talking to us. Yes. And, of course, yeah, if you I- want to hear... About any of our uh, ramblings, you can follow our personal Twitter accounts. You can follow me at bullet underscore beast Fo- and Foxy. Dame Dr. Foxy B. And, and, and if, you, uh, if you're a good little boy or girl and uh, remember your P's like and Q's, <laughs> maybe Will of Diego over here at Will of yeah. Diego will let you into his little friendless. Twitter circle. Yes, Maybe. I just I will offend the shit out of you sometimes. I feel like that's why I, I choose not to be make it just public, just because a lot of the shit I do will offend people. Like the recent incident that just occurred, that Foxy like yelled at me for. I didn't yell at you. I said I was going to bed. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. It sounded like you were just done with the conversation overall. I was done with the <laughs> conversation. It's like I don't have time for you. I don't. But I could be doing other things more precious, like sleeping. Yes. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so you could just find us there, and uh, we'll make sure to like a real. Uh, we did. It. We answered the emails and the questions. Um, send them in. You know, we anything to to keep us talking about other stuff. Because as as much as I enjoy the series, uh, not having any new content kind of gets in the way. And I do appreciate that uh, Madhouse is doing filler stuff, so that gives us a little bit more stuff to talk about. But Hell yeah. still. But yeah. Oh, I also would like to give a shout out to everybody who's been liking the podcast on Facebook. Been like a whole slew of you guys coming around. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for, for subscribing and sharing all that stuff and we'll do a, we'll try to keep up uh, you know, providing all the latest new stuff that we get um as 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 best as we possibly can. Yep. So, bye. Bye.